0: IssuesETC.org slash 2023 nominations. Ascension hymn up through endless ranks of angels, sung by the Lutheran Public Radio choir. When Jesus ascends into heaven, he does move. He goes up into heaven. But does that mean he is no longer here with us? And why do the disciples suddenly, after his ascension, it says in Luke's account, they worshiped him? Welcome back to Issues Etc., coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We'll be teaching a Sunday School lesson on Jesus' Ascension in Luke 24, and then retold by Luke again in Acts chapter 1. Pastor Tom Baker of Long Gospel will be our guest. Then we'll spend some time with Lyman Stone. He's author of a column for the Issues Etc. Journal titled Wittenberg Trail from Despair to the Real Presence of God. A former Methodist will explain some of the Asbury University revival to us. Pastor Tom Baker hosts a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Does Jesus' ascension into heaven mean that he is absent from us here on earth?
1: The analogy I would use is, let's say that I have a, a friend who moves to another city, and I've been good friends with him. Maybe we've gone out to eat dinner and such. He's absent, but he's not absent, because in today's society we have telephones, we have the internet, Uh, you can phone people and actually see them on the telephone. And so, yes, he's absent from moving out of the city, but he is not really absent because I can be in touch with him a lot. This is what happened with Jesus. He left the earth ascending to heaven, but he ascended to the right hand of God and he now becomes our defense attorney in contrast to the Satan who was our prosecuting attorney. Moreover, Jesus becomes our prophet, priest and king in heaven, which means he not only continues to speak to us through worship and reading the Bible, he also prays for us as the priest did in the Old Testament. And he also is ruler over the whole world so that he never really leaves us and has promises such as that all things will work together to our good. So in a sense, He may be absent, but he's still present for us.
0: Luke tells us that Jesus opened his disciples' minds to understand the scriptures. What does that mean?
1: I've been on this kick for about three months now on my regular law and gospel program that I say it's not only important for the pastor to help you understand the original meaning of the Hebrew the Greek and the Aramaic, but also the English. In other words, people can read the English Bible and still be confused as to what it says about Jesus. The Pharisees knew the Hebrew real well, and yet they, many of them, did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. So what does it mean that he really helped them to understand that's actually in the previous verses chapter 24 when he's on the road to Emmaus that we talked about last week two of the disciples they were under the impression that he had died on the cross they knew that they had also heard from women that he had risen from the dead but they were totally confused So verse 27 says what Jesus did. He first asked them, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter in his glory? And verse 27 says, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That is the goal of every pastor in a worship service. We repeat what Jesus has revealed in the Old and the New Testament. Remember the transfiguration. This is my beloved son, says the Father, in whom I well please. And then he adds, listen to him. And therefore, when you listen to Jesus, He explains his messiahship, his being the Christ, and finally, people come to understand that he is God.
0: Jesus says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised. What's he talking about?
1: What he's talking about is he's going to provide them with the gift that he has promised through the father. That's in verses 48 and 49 of Luke 24. You are witnesses of these things and behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And it's very clear what he's talking about Because the ascension is talked about in Luke chapter 24 and also in Acts chapter 1. And in chapter 1, Jesus indicates to them what the promise is. He says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And so what he's saying is there has been a promise. John the baptizer talked about it. He says, I baptize you with water, but the one coming after me will baptize you with water and the Holy Spirit. That's a promise that I heard from the Father. And certainly this is what Jesus is talking about, And that's why they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, which we'll be talking about next week on the Pentecost Sunday.
0: So why did the disciples worship Jesus after he ascended?
1: They worshiped Jesus because they, by the power of the Holy Spirit, had come to realize that he indeed was God. In fact, the first time a disciple refers to him as God is on the second Sunday after the resurrection when Thomas, who doubted that he would really risen from the dead even after being told by the disciples, was in the room and Jesus appeared again. And Thomas, just by looking at him, doesn't say he had to touch him or anything. He said, my Lord and my God. And that's because only God could raise himself from the dead. And it's, it's kind of interesting that the disciples, when they saw Jesus, it says they still were disbelieving about him. And, and this is found when Jesus appears to his disciples. And what he does, it says that he takes food and eats it in front of the disciples. That's verses 41 and 42 of Luke 24. So verse 41 says, And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. This shows very clearly that Jesus had been resurrected in the flesh. That is going to happen to us also. We also will be resurrected in the flesh on the day of judgment when our bodies that may be in graves or wherever are again reunited with our spirit to live in the flesh in the eternal feast with Jesus.
0: Why is it important that Luke retells the story of Jesus' ascension in the book of Acts?
1: Because in the book of Acts, he is talking to a friend. His name is Theophilus, a very interesting name. That's two Greek words, theos, God, and philea, which means lover, lover of God. And he says in verse 1, in the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. So it's, it's kind of like I'm going to be teaching two adult instruction classes this coming Sunday, one at 7.30 a.m. and one at noon. And I'll be repeating what I had said the previous Sunday at our first class, and then be moving on to the next part of Luther's small catechism. So a repeat is very good to put things into context. And here we have a man named Theophilus, obviously a Greek, who is coming to the faith as he is taught by Luke, in both the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts.
0: The disciples ask, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? What do they expect Jesus to do
1: there? Well, if you'll remember Palm Sunday, the people, many of them believers in Jesus, thought that he might be coming to Jerusalem, maybe to get rid of the Romans, to give us all the food we wanted, remember the feeding of the 5,000, to give them places to live in so they would not have any need. And so the disciples were thinking that he was going to restore the kingdom, perhaps the way it was in the Garden of Eden. But Jesus informs them that no, that's not going to be happening because the Father has decided when that day will come. And the real restoration of the kingdom will really take place on the day of judgment. Even though when one is baptized or comes to faith in Jesus, they then become members of the kingdom of God here on earth, which is called the Holy Christian Church, getting ready, To after they die be in the interim, and then finally the final day of judgment, when they will be again in their bodies and their spirits, new bodies that David talked about. Create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit within me, and it will be a perfect body without sin, without sickness, without death. That's what heaven. Is going to be about
0: We're talking with Pastor Tom Baker of Law and Gospel Teaching a Sunday school lesson On Jesus' Ascension in Luke 24 And Acts chapter 1 Several times Jesus says that his Disciples will be witnesses What does that
1: mean? It was Jesus Christ Our Lord Now pay close attention Little children It's somebody you ought to know Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago.
0: Abide with me, crown him with many crowns, hark the herald angels sing. Have you ever wondered why our beloved hymns were written? The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for February is Eternal Anthems, the story behind your favorite hymns, Volume 2. Learn more at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040 This new resource includes background on 50 hymns, Eternal Anthems, the story behind your favorite hymns, Volume 2. Save the
1: date. The 2023 Lutherans for Life National Conference is October 11th through 13th at the Holiday Inn Cincinnati Airport in Erlanger, Kentucky, with visits to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum. Look for more information in early 2023 at lutheransforlife.org conference. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life, lutheransforlife.org. Equipping the priesthood of all believers, you're listening to Issues, Etc. We often hear that all of Holy Scripture is written about Christ, but do you know where to find Him in books like First Kings? If you would like to deepen your knowledge of Christ in Holy Scripture, join the Concordia Bible Institute on February 18th at Pilgrim Lutheran Church in West Bend, Wisconsin, as the Rev. Drs. Brian Gurman and Harold Tomish of Concordia University, Wisconsin, present a seminar titled, Christ in the Old Testament. To register, call our office at 262-334-0375 or visit concordiabible.org.
0: To learn more, visit flsplano.org, flsplano.org. Congratulations to the newest active duty Air Force chaplain in the Lutheran Church, Missouri, Senate, Chaplain David Edwards. LCMS chaplains deliver word and sacrament ministry to our military personnel and their families. Learn more about their service at lcms.org slash armed forces, lcms.org slash armed forces. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. We are teaching a Sunday school lesson on Jesus Ascension. So Tom, Jesus several times here says that the disciples are his witnesses. What does that mean?
1: Yes, a witness, if you think of a court, who is a witness? Let's say there's a car accident. And so a witness would be someone who saw it and will tell their version of what had happened. And then you'd have the defense attorney maybe question the witness and the prosecuting attorney question them. Well, you can imagine that many people are going to be questioning Jesus Did he really rise from the dead? And so the disciples, the apostles, and when we refer to the disciples, we're finding out at Pentecost that they were more than just the apostles. And they spoke in other tongues, speaking in the languages of the people who had come to the Pentecost celebration to hear explained to them who Jesus was, why what happened to him happened, and why he has risen into heaven and is now our prophet, priest, and king, and therefore present for us. That's what a witness does. He witnesses what he knows to be the truth.
0: What do the angels tell the disciples after Jesus has ascended?
1: Well, Jesus then ascends into heaven, and he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. Now, the uh, Sunday school literature from CPH indicates that you could get a helium balloon and show the kids that a helium balloon just rises up in the air. The only difference is that it finally does fall back to the ground. Air balloons, for instance, you can go to a park and see them taking off on certain days. So they're gazing into heaven as Jesus went up. And then there are, it says, two men stood by them in white robes, very similar to those who were at the empty tomb of Jesus. They say, though, to these men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And that's proven by other Bible passages. Scripture interprets scripture. You can take a look at Thessalonians and other places where it says that on the last day, Jesus will come on the clouds of heaven to resurrect the bodies of all believers to be with him forever and ever in heaven. And so that's what means that the angels are talking to Jesus and the disciples after his ascension.
0: So how is Jesus' ascension then connected to his second coming?
1: His second coming, his ascension, he went up. At his second coming, he will come back down and all will see him. All will recognize him as the savior. For some, it will be too late because they are unbelievers. But those who have believed him while here on earth will then be taken up by the angels into his presence and live in heaven forever and ever in the ascended banquet.
0: What should the Sunday School children know then about Jesus' ascension?
1: They should know that yes, he may not be visible to us as he was to the disciples uh, when he was on earth, but he's still present with us. He's present when, for example, we preach a sermon Those words shouldn't be my words or my interpretation of the Bible. They're instead the words of Jesus and his understanding of what has been revealed. In Bible study, when parents teach their children at home, have them read the Bible or go through Luther's small catechism in preparation for confirmation. These are all ways in which the children can come to realize one of the most important events of our day. And in fact, the Sunday school literature indicates that the primary Bible verse is Matthew 28, verse 20. I am with you always. So he may be invisible, but he's present to us, not only in our baptism, not only in our reading of the scriptures, but as they are confirmed, as they receive his very body and blood in the holy sacrament of the Eucharist. Jesus has not gone away. He's just present in a different supernatural way.
0: What is the law and gospel of this lesson?
1: The law is that a lot of times we don't see Jesus, we don't hear his voice like the apostles did and other people did, and so we're not sure he's really active in our lives. But then when we read the gospel, we hear promise after promise that he who has ascended into heaven has done so to prepare a place for us and while he's preparing that place for us, he also promises always to be with us. Never will we be left alone. Never will we say to the Father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That is, why have you left me alone? Because God the Father will never leave us who believe in Jesus alone, because we have Jesus in us, We have the Holy Spirit in us, and therefore the Holy Trinity keeps the promises that were given in the Old Testament and the New Testament, which the Sunday school teachers are privileged to share with the Sunday school students.
0: Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. For more information on Law and Gospel, Visit the Talk On Demand archives page at issuesetc.org. Tom, thanks. Thank you. When we return, we'll talk about the Asbury University revival. It's winding down after nearly two weeks or maybe more than two weeks. How did it start? You can meet and hear journalists Mark and Molly Hemingway, LCMS President Matt Harrison, San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordelioni, Pastor Peter Bender of the Concordia Catechetical Academy, and Kyle Mann of the Babylon Bee at the 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference Friday, June 16th and Saturday, June 17th at Concordia University, Chicago. For more information, visit IssuesETC.org or call 618-223-8385. What is mental health? The February issue of The Lutheran Witness takes up this question of mental health with contributions from the LCMS Task Force on Mental Health, which is tasked with providing resources for Lutheran church workers to better care for their own mental health and those entrusted to their care. To pick up your copy, visit cph.org witness or visit our website witness.lcms.org to learn more. The Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. This is Pastor Clint Poppy, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, a proud supporter of Issues Etc. Each month we host the Nebraska Lutherans for Confessional Study, a serious study of Lutheran theology. We generally meet on the fourth Thursday of each month from 9.30 to 2.30, and both clergy and laity are invited. There is no charge to attend. For more information, please call the church office or visit our website, goodshepherdlincoln.org, and click on the green NLCS tab Your daily Lutheran Bible class. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by Becoming an Issues Etc. Congregational Sponsor. Calvary Lutheran, Indianapolis, Indiana. Faith Lutheran, Groton, Connecticut. Good Shepherd Lutheran, Boise, Idaho. Emmanuel Lutheran, Sheridan, Wyoming. Memorial Lutheran, Houston, Texas. Redeemer Lutheran, Benbrook, Texas. St. John Lutheran, Champaign, Illinois. St. Paul Lutheran, Chatfield, Minnesota, Trinity Lutheran, Holloway, Minnesota, and Zion Lutheran, Imperial, Nebraska. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support, Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal.